Hi, it's part two of traditional masculinity. Last time on our podcast, we talked about what it means to follow these roles created by God to be a man versus being female. And on this episode, we're going to flesh out how that looks in training in the home, our young men to be men, biblical men on this episode. Join us. Masculinity, um, you know, I I grew up in an age, and I'll say a couple of names that probably, Matthew, people might not know, but I grew up with John Wayne. John Wayne was in these Western movies. You know, I, I, I got to round up the horses, Pilgrim. You know, and he was a 6'4", big guy, you know. And he was always defending, in whatever movie he was in, the ladies. Mm. And so when there was these mean bad guys outside the cabin, he would defend. I remember this one movie that he, he was defending Catherine Hepburn in this movie called Rooster Cogburn. And he comes out, and he's got this this young um, uh, Indian with him, a young man that they were on this reservation, and and he and he brings this. And you can see him teaching and training this young man, and he tells him, he says, "Son," he said, "I'm going out there," and he says, "If I go down, I almost get emotional about it." He says, "You defend her to the death," and he look, he says, "I will do that, Mister Cogburn." And you could see this young, he looked like 16, 17-year-old boy, young man. And you could see that the mantle was being passed. Now, Rooster Cogburn was not killed in in that movie. But the young man knew Mm -hmm. that he was to take. Now, in the movie, it's interesting. the, the, The woman, she could shoot as well as probably any of them. But she understood this role that these men... We're going to protect her from these other men that if they got a hold of her, if this could be really bad. Mm. If this, this group of men, four or five men, were to come after this lady, if they were to take her gun, what could then happen to her? And so that was in the mind of these men. I've got to protect, you know, this lady. And, and so um, recently uh, I've my son and I watched that movie together and I said, I, I said, son, do you understand what's happening here? And he said, yeah, I do, dad. Um, he was training the, the young Indian to, to, to take over, to, to protect and to lead out because he's the next man up. Mm. I mean, he's the next man up. So masculinity is not a bad thing. God created Adam and Eve, male and female, in these different roles. And so to teach young men that it's still the right thing to do if you're walking through a door that has a swinging lever on it and you see a lady behind you, open it and hold it open for the lady to come through. Now, she might look at you and say, I don't need no man holding the door for me. I've had that done, Mm -hmm. believe me. Okay, that's fine. I just let, kind of let it swing back in her face. You know, that's, that's your choice, ma'am. But you know what? I was taught that ladies should go first. Mm-hmm. On the Titanic, when it was sinking, they didn't have enough lifeboats. Women and children first. 
and the men went down with the ship. That's one thing I read uh, that there's there are no feminists in a in a burning building or in a in a sinking ship. Absolutely, and you know what? Those women, um, if you read the accounts of the Titanic, um, their husbands and some of the sons who were teenagers went down with the Titanic, but both the men and the women, if you will. I, I won't say we're comfortable with that, but we're resigned to that fact that this is the right thing to do. You put the ladies and you put the children on the boat, on the uh, life raft and or the life boats, and you let them be safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's masculinity, and that's the way God designed us. Mm-hmm. And so then what are, what are we to do? What do we do in this situation now? Uh, as parents, as, as people who maybe know young men that yeah. might not even be our children, uh, what do we, how, do we, how do we instill that in this society that says we don't, we don't want you to be that? Yeah, I, I think we live in a day and age that we have to, as I've tried to teach Andrew again, he's 14, he'll soon be 15, but it's to just raise him to understand that not everyone is going to look at you and, for instance, want you as a young man to hold the door for, for them if they're a lady. You know, I get that. Uh, but that's not going to change the fact that you have a you have a role to play as a man. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to raise you to be courageous. I'm going to raise you to be adventurous and competitive, um, willing to uh, protect, to be a provider, and to show love by being willing to give your life just as Christ died for the church. Christ died for the church. Jesus is the man, the bride, the church was considered in the feminine role, and Jesus died for her. And so... If there's a banging around in the kitchen at 2 a.m. in the morning, Matthew, I'm not sending Pam in there to check it out. Mm-mm. I go. Mm-hmm. Okay? How ludicrous would it be for me? What kind of man would I be if I pulled the covers up to my nose and go, You let me know what you find, darling. I'll be right here waiting. I, I, I would look at that man and go, Come on, man. What are you doing? Go in there and check it out. But we live in a day and age where some might would see that as, you know, again, toxic masculinity. I see that as a man who loves his wife mm-hmm. and he's willing to protect her and give his life for her. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so our, our goal on this podcast has been to seek to offer redemption for the biblical role of manhood. And that as we teach and as we train... Um, David went and fought Goliath, and he was willing to run at the giant. You know, um, we wield the sword. Nehemiah placed those men, going back to our original example, in front of the wall that had to be rebuilt that was at their home. Mm -hmm. So they had a trowel in one hand to build the wall, and they had a sword in the other. And, and, and so Nehemiah said, fight for your sons, fight for your daughters and your wives and for your homes. And that's the biblical role. And that should be the role that we teach our young men to play. Well, and it's going to be the role that is going to be required in order for them to be able to ensure a Christian home one day 
I mean, when you look at Joshua, it wasn't his wife who stood up and said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Yeah. It was Joshua. Yeah. It was the dad. It was the husband who stood up and said, he took, he took the burden onto yeah. himself. But the thing is, is in this world that's increasingly hostile to the Christian worldview, it's going to take somebody who's got some courage about him oh, yeah. and some adventurous aspect about him and be that man who stands in the gap and protects his family, not just from a violent intruder, but from hostile worldviews that seeks to destroy their family as well. Absolutely. Think about homes today um, in America. And I'll, let's just go and let's just say Christian homes. How many men are actually leading their homes? M- most aren't. Most of the time, it's the ladies who are leading their homes. And, and, and a guy might listen to this and go, no, I'm leading my home. And okay, sir, beat your chest. But I want to ask you a couple of questions. When it comes to making decisions in the home as it relates to finances, who makes the decisions? N- not that the lady doesn't have input. In fact, I trust my wife's judgment better than I trust my judgment. But at the end of the day, I feel the weight and the burden that if we can't pay our bills, that falls back on me. I've got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Pam, help me. I, I, we're stuck here. Give me input. Give me guidance. But at the end of the day, if it means i got to go out and get another job, I've got, I, I got to get a part-time second job, I figure it out. I'm not going to send her out. I mean, I've got to figure This is the role that I want to play. Give you another example. Let's say that there's a fight in the home. There's a fight in the back of the house. Who gets out of the chair to go fix that? You're both home, man and woman, okay? Sir, maybe you've been gone all day, all right? But when you're home, you, I, should lead in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Scripture's clear, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not exasperate or frustrate your children, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. If a fight breaks out at my house and I'm there, I get up and I go address it. I begin to ascertain what's happening, what's going on. Who does that in your house? Who leads spiritually in your home? Who says, hey, let's get the Bible out. Let's read a couple of verses of Scripture and talk about it. Sir, is that you? Or ma'am, is that you? Whomever you answer, that's the leader. Mm. And so just because a guy brings home a paycheck doesn't mean he's the leader. Doesn't mean that at all. In fact, most people that's probably listening or watching this podcast, you probably have what's called a dink, a dual income home, man and woman working. The, even the thoughts and the idea today of, of a, a lady staying at home and, 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 and wanting to be at home, let's say that a lady does and just wants to be a mom and raise her kids. And, and I say the phrase just wants to be a mom like that somehow minimizes that. That's not to minimize that at all. I would say that it's harder to be a mom than perhaps any other job that you could perform. I know when my wife's down and, and sick, she is a stay-at-home mom. We homeschool our kids. I'm telling you, it's easier for me to come do my job than it is to take and fill those shoes. I think the greatest job on the face of the earth is being a mama. I really do. I think it's a, just a, it's just a powerfully impacting job. But at the end of the day, we live in a culture that to even say those kinds of words 
somebody could paint me as a as a as a male chauvinist. Oh, so you think your wife can't look? My wife's taught. She's been a school teacher. Was a school teacher. She decided she wanted to come home and raise our kids and homeschool. That's a decision we've made. Everybody has to make their own decisions. But it doesn't make her less of a woman, and it doesn't make me less of a man because I said to her, "Yes, it was her idea." I was actually against it because I wanted to make more money. See. And we would have to tighten the belt. But you know, at the end of the day, for our family, it was such a blessing. We had more time. We were able to, to, to do the things that we needed to do as a family. Yeah, we didn't have as much money. We ate beanie weenies a lot initially. But we finally made it through that season of time. Point being is this. I feel it's my role as a man, as the husband, as the leader in the Brown household, to feel that weight and that burden and saddle up under that myself. I'm, I'm leaning over and hunching my shoulders like I'm, I'm putting a, a, a hundred pound sack on my back. I'm going to put that on my back. Pam comes alongside of me, maybe gets under my right arm and helps me bear that. But I'm not going to put that sack on her back and say, carry it, baby. Carry it. I'm going to watch ESPN. Okay, you let me know how it all works out. You get the bills paid, you figure it all out, you settle the fight and the argument in the back, you figure out how we're going to be able to take care of our aging parents, and you let me know how all that works. Because that's what a lot of men do now. They just retreat to where they've been told to retreat. Mm -hmm. And they go to a place of game playing. A lot of young men today, all they want to do is play games because that's where they've been told they can succeed. And to take any other role or to bear up in any other, any other way, they won't do it. And so we want to try to, to, to portray today in this podcast, and, and hopefully it, it's come across, that it's okay to be a man. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be a woman. And while they, we stand equal and the ground is level at the cross, we are different. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to raise my son to be different than my daughters. There's no question about it. I'm going to raise my son to know what it means to get out in the woods and crank a chainsaw and cut down a tree that could fall on our house. I'm not going to teach Claire how to do that. Not initially. I don't have a problem teaching Claire how to run a chainsaw, but I'm not going to think about that first. And I don't think that it's evil for me to think... I want to teach Andrew how to run a chainsaw. And you know what? If Clara never has to hold a chainsaw in her hands, then so be it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my daughter not having to run a chainsaw. If she has to, then so be it. But I think it's okay for a man to run the chainsaw and cut the tree down that's leaning toward the house and then come in the house and say, the tree's gone. And the, the wife and maybe the girls to say, Way to go, Dad. And the man to go, let me show you the S on my chest. Because I did something masculine. Something that was manly. Mm-hmm. What he was made to be. What he was made to be. Cool. Well, thank you again for joining us for, for today's episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matt McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care.